When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> it's the old radio comedy podcast. It's episode 60 of season 2 when time for another classic comedy radio show from the golden age of radio. Charlotte Greenwood was an actress and dancer who got her start in vaudeville and moved on to Broadway, then later rose to fame in film and radio. She was around six feet tall and was famous for her long legs and her high kicks. In her own words, she was the only woman who could kick a giraffe in the eye. After becoming well-known on Broadway, she caught the eye of the Hollywood industry and graduated to films, starting in the teens in silent motion pictures and then in the 20s and 30s to sound films. She continued making movies through the 40s and the 50s. She also had her own radio sitcom, The Charlotte Greenwood Show, on NBC Radio from June 13th to September 5th of 1944 as a summer replacement for The Bob Hope Show, and then from October 15th of 1944 to January 6th, 1946. The early version of the show had Greenwood playing herself, working as a reporter for a small-town newspaper as research for a film role and in the later version of the show as a woman raising three children after her best friend died in the fictional town of Lakeview. Other actors in the show were Edward Ryan, Bobby Larson, Charles Cantor, and John Brown. So sit back and relax for the November 19, 1944 broadcast of The Charlotte Greenwood Show. A Hallmark card will best express your perfect taste, your thoughtfulness. <laughs> show brought to you this Sunday and every Sunday at this time by the makers of Hallmark greeting cards. And here is our star, the lovable lady of stage and screen, Charlotte Greenwood. newspaper which let Charlotte Greenwood start working as a reporter to get background for a movie and hasn't yet found a way to make a stop. But here's Charlotte on the telephone talking to her manager, Roger Humphrey in Hollywood. I wonder what she's saying. Yes, Roger, I'm leaving for Hollywood tonight on the 11 o'clock plane. Mm-hmm. They took a mailbag off to put me on. <laughs> of course I like to fly. You said yourself I was air-minded. Oh, you said I was light-headed. <laughs> No, Roger, I won't let them put me off no matter who's got a priority. If they do, I'll hang on to the rudder or something. If you look up and see a B-19 with a bump on its tail, tip your hat. It might be me. <laughs> Say, Roger, I'll be home for Thanksgiving. Call my house and tell them to get a turkey. 
Yeah, tell them not to get one like we had last year. That bird was strictly GI. <laughs> Gizzard and indigestion. <laughs> Roger, I'll have to hang up now. I must get my bags out of Mr. Anderson's office. He's the city editor? Yes, he's going to take me out to the airport. Oh, he's so nice to me. <laughs> He says he never knew how happy a newspaper office could be until I came, and then it was too late. <laughs> Roger, so long. I'll see you in Hollywood tomorrow. Bye. California, you like Yes, I understand, Mr. Birch, but... Well, yes, Mr. Birch, but it wasn't my fault. Well, well, no, I don't know who did it. Excuse me, Mr. Anderson. Uh, just a second, uh, Charlotte. Can't you see I'm on the phone? Don't mind me. I just want to look through my bags to see if I pack something. Well, all right, but don't interrupt. The boss is bawling me out. Oh, here's the bag I want. Uh, hello, Mr. Birch. As I said, I don't know who's responsible, but I'll find out where the trouble lies. I am positive it's right here. I'm positive it's right here. No, no. <laughs> Will you keep quiet? No, no, not you, Mr. Birch. <laughs> Yes, yes, I understand. It, it, it's a regrettable slip. It is not. It's a flannel nightgown. It's a flannel nightgown. No! I'm sorry, Mr. Birch. Charlotte, go away. No, I'm not crazy. Oh, I've just got to have my flannel nightgown. I've got to have my flannel nightgown. No! I mean... Oh, look, Mr. Birch. Charlotte is in here trying to find her clothes. All I want is my flannel nightgown. All she wants is a flannel nightgown. No, she's not going to bed. She's going to California. What's more, if you're going to California in a nightgown? No, in an airplane. No, in an... <laughs> Hello? Hello? Oh, fine, he hung up. Now he is sore. And I don't blame him after the bonus somebody in his office pulls. Well, everybody makes mistakes, just take me. Now, I know I've packed that flannel Will nightgown. Will you stop I... with that flannel nightgown? This is serious. You know those editorials I've been running about the housing shortage? Yes, isn't it terrible? You know, I heard about a lady who hung a carpet on her clothesline. Before she could beat it, three families were living under it. It's <laughs> well, worse than that. And the reason I was running those editorials was to interest the Cosmopolitan Insurance Company. But the Cosmopolitan sells insurance, not houses. I know, I know. But they're the firm that's been putting up those big housing developments. They sent an important official out to see me. But the man never got into this office. Some nitwit office boy kept him from seeing me. Maybe it wasn't an office boy. How do you mean? Well, somebody might have thought that he was trying to sell insurance, and they might have thought that you were busy, oh, and they... nonsense. What moron would take a man like that for an insurance salesman? Well, he looked exactly like an insurance salesman. <laughs> I don't care if he... <laughs> if he... Shot. Do you mean that you, you turned him away? Well, I'll straighten everything out, Mr. Anderson. I'll cancel my trip. I'll stay here. Oh, no, Wait. you won't stay here. <laughs> You're going to take that 11 o'clock plane for Hollywood if I have to tie you to a seat. I can't go till I find my flannel nightgown. Flannel nightgown. Don't tell me you need a flannel nightgown in sunny California. <laughs> Don't tell me the nights are ever cold in Hollywood. All right. <laughs> All right, what? All right, I won't tell you. The Chamber of Commerce won't let me. Yes. <laughs> come on, come on. Let's get out to the airport. Flight three for Cheyenne, Salt Lake, and Los Angeles. Now loading at gate number nine. Come on, Charlotte. Back your plane. Oh, Mr. Anson, do you think I have time to run out to my cottage? That place you rented out of the lake? For heaven's sake, why? I just remembered that's where I left my flannel nightgown. Oh. Look, Charlotte, get on the plane. As soon as I put the paper to bed, I'll go out to your cottage, get your nightgown, and send it air mail. Have it by tomorrow night. Now, come on, come on. Uh, here's the stewardess. Uh, your ticket, please. 
Oh, yes, you're Miss Greenwood. You're in seat set. Oh, uh, mind if I come in the plane and, and get her settled? Why, no, sir, only we're taking off in a minute. Yeah, I know, I know, and I want to make sure she takes off, too. <laughs> She's got to get to Hollywood or I'll go nuts. <laughs> well, anybody can see we're both on our way. <laughs> come on, come on, right up the step, Charles. Oh, Mr. Anderson, don't push me, don't push. Give your seat right up here, Miss Greenwood, right beside this gentleman. Uh, this, uh, what? Oh, uh, would you like to sit next to the window? Oh, thank you. Yeah. I love windows in an airplane. They're the only windows you can look out and nobody can look in. Yeah. <laughs> well, Charlotte, are you perfectly comfortable? Nothing you'd like to get off for before you leave the ground. No, and after you leave the ground, that first step is a bad one. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, then, Charlotte. The time has come for us to part. <laughs> I won't say au revoir, because that means till we meet again. <laughs> well, then why don't you say the bundles at the laundry? What's that mean? Goodbye forever. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the bundles at the laundry, the lock is on the wing, and all well for the world. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Don't forget my flannel nightgown. Fasten your seatbelt, please. Fasten your seatbelt. Oh, dear. How does this fasten? Uh, pardon me. Uh, may I help you? It, it, uh, <laughs> goes, it goes like this. I'll do it. it, it hey, right. Oh, it's just like a pair of galoshes, only they're higher up. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Uh, uh, Greer. My name's Greer, Charles Greer. Oh, mine's Greenwood. Charlotte Greenwood. Pleased to meet you, Mrs. Greenwood. Oh, it's not Mrs. Greenwood, it's Miss Greenwood. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you're sorry. <laughs> oh, we're going up. Yeah. Oh, and there's Mr. Anderson down there. Goodbye, Mr. Anderson. Goodbye. Uh, wait a minute. Where is your friend? I don't see him. Well, he's the one at the edge of the crowd. Which one? The one that's dancing. <laughs> Christmas is the time, above all others, for thinking of our friends and letting them know it. This wartime year, so many will need that comforting assurance. So many families whose Christmas will be lonely because some loved one is away. And that's why it's really worthwhile to share Christmas through thoughtful cards. Your Hallmark dealer will help you find the very card you're looking for. Perhaps a card that bridges distance with a Merry Christmas across the miles. You may choose cards with a homey charm of an old-fashioned white Christmas. Or beautiful cards whose messages bring a spiritual lift and a new hope for peace on earth. There's always a Hallmark card that says just what you'd like to say and the way you'd like to say it. Why not make your selection this week? Hallmark cards are on display at America's finest stores. Remember, a Hallmark card will best express your perfect taste, your thoughtfulness. And our Charles Hathaway, his orchestra, and the Hallmark Chorus in California, Here I Come. California, here I come. I stand where I started from. I'm a flower, a flower bloom in the sun. Each morning, the dawning birdies sing, and everything I've done is just a dog delay. That's why I can hardly wait. Oh, California, here I come. 
is on her way to Hollywood, leaving behind her a vacant cottage. And now, before we join her on the westbound plane, let's look into a real estate agent's house in Lakeview. I'm sorry to wake you up at this time of night, Mrs. Morton, but I've just got to have that house. But it's Miss Greenwood's cottage, and our lease doesn't expire for some time yet. Oh, look, I haven't even a place to sleep tonight. Now, please. Well, just while Miss Greenwood's gone, then. Well, oh, wait here, and I'll get you the key. Oh, thanks. Thanks a million. I'll go right out to the cottage. All right. I'll wire Miss Greenwood tomorrow, because she's on an airplane going to Hollywood right now. Do you play uh, tic-tac-toe, Mr. Greer? Uh, no, Miss Greenwood, but uh, could I show you a few new tricks? <laughs> I doubt it. You see, tricks is my hobby. You know, I have a pair of trick handcuffs. You put them on a man and he can't get away until you say the magic words. Say, that's something that every girl ought to have. <laughs> yeah, and I also know the Indian rope trick. You know, a man can throw the rope in the air and disappear completely. Uh-huh. That's what happened to the man who used to bring me butter. <laughs> oh, I know all kinds of tricks. Now, look, just a minute. Now, wait. Uh, you take up a number, and I'll guess what it is. All right. Uh, uh, what is it? Seven. Right. Absolutely right. <laughs> is that all there is of it? Yeah, it's just a trick. Just uh, try it again. Uh, take up another number. Well, now, just a minute now. All right, I'm ready. What is it? 
you talk to the clerk? I'm going to sit down a little bit. I'm so tired. Oh, Mr. Greer, not on the floor. Yeah, but the chairs are full of people. <laughs> well, let me see now. I could put him in 4.30, but I'd have to move one of the men in 4.30 into 5.20, and that would mean too many in 5.20, and somebody would have to go to 7.16. You think it's going to rain? What's rain got to do with it? Well, if it rains, i got to move everybody back to 4.30. That's the room that don't leak. <laughs> well, I wouldn't know about rain. I'm from California. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> Well, I can see it's starting to sprinkle now. Guess you better try somewhere else. Let's go, Mr. Greer. Oh, look, are we going to spend all night looking for a room? Remember, Mr. Greer, room wasn't built in a day. <laughs> I'm sorry, mister. No room. Besides, Rooms? Are you kidding? Now, be patient, Mr. Greer. We're bound to find something. No, sir. I'm putting my foot down. Well, don't put it down there. It's in a puddle of water. <laughs> I'm tired of being dragged around this town. I'm tired of walking in the rain. I'm tired. Well, you're tired. So am I tired. But I'm only trying to help. You're trying to what? Help. Help. Just a minute, lady. Oh, hello, officer. Uh, what's going on? Is this little sawed-off runt annoying you? <laughs> I lock him up for the night. Oh, you will be... Oh, don't pay any attention to him, officer. I have everything under control. Who are you people, anyhow? Well, I'm Charlotte Greenwood from the Post-Dispatch. Oh, Post-Dispatch? That's right. I have a card in my purse here somewhere. Now, see, now, oh, yeah, there you are. Oh, well, it's pretty late, Miss Greenwood. Whoever your friend is, I think you'd better get him home. Uh, Good night. Oh, yes, spoiled it again. A nice jail, a nice comfortable jail. Well, uh, look here. In my purse all the time, the keys to my cottage. Well, I... Cottage? You've got a cottage? And you've been dragging me all around the town? Do you know what I think of you? Well, I'm not very good at guessing right now, but I can look at your face and tell what you're thinking word for word. Right, absolutely right. Hey, uh, Charlotte, what are you going to sing today? Wendell, we got a release of a brand new song by Jerome Kern. Jerome Kern? Well, didn't, uh, didn't he write a show for you in London? Yes, he wrote a score for me called Three Sisters. <laughs> what happened to the other two? Oh, uh, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> Charlotte Greenwood introducing Can't Help Singing. Thank you. 
got no nest, I got no tree. Oh, but I'm happy as heaven is wide. I got a song bubbling inside. Chances are you take special pains to find a card you'll be proud to send. Well, there's one easy way to be sure that your card is the very finest. Just look on the back for the identifying words, a Hallmark card. Like the words sterling on silver, the words a Hallmark card on the back of the card you send is your assurance of quality. Quality well known to discriminating people for more than 30 years. So when you're looking for a card to say just what you want to say, and just the way you want to say it, a card that lets your friends know you care enough to send the very best, look for that Hallmark imprint, because a Hallmark card will best express your perfect taste, your thoughtfulness. Charlotte tramped poor Mr. Greer all over Lakeview trying to find him a room. Then remembered she still had the keys to her cottage at the lake. But she doesn't know that a man has already leased her cottage and is now asleep in what used to be her bedroom. So now, somewhat after three in the morning, we find the two going up the cottage steps. Now, if I can just find my keys again. Yes, here they are. Now, it's very nice of you. Bless you. Oh, thank you. I just, I just, I just, I just, I just, Thank you. I just, I just, I just, I just, Now, look here. Now, that's enough. You can't go on like that all night. Now, come on inside. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's strange. The door is unlocked. You must have gone away without locking it. You know, sometimes I do the funniest things. Yes, have motor. Now, wait till I turn on the light, yeah. There. Now you can make yourself comfortable right in front of that fireplace. Yeah, it's in this wet cloth. <laughs> well, I've got a flannel nightgown I can let you wear. <laughs> Your flannel nightgown on me? <laughs> I know it wouldn't be a perfect fit, but after all, who's going to see it? Oh, <laughs> uh, who's going to? I'll see it. Oh, I won't wear it. I positively will. <laughs> once more. Oh, thank you once more. Now, I'll go and get my flannel nightgown right away. I hope Mr. Anderson hasn't come for it already. Uh, well, might as well take my coat and shoes off and get comfortable. Oh, did he, boy. Hey, you. That's... What are you doing in here? Uh, me? Yes, you. Well, believe it or not, I'm waiting for a flannel nightgown. <laughs> 
Well, get out of this house. Now, wait a minute. Let's go, Mr. you. Hey, what is this? Who are you and what are you doing here? Well, I just dropped in to pick up my flannel nightgown. Now, listen, you. Yes, but uh, Mr. Greer, oh my goodness, he's gone. Well, I've lost a man. What are you talking about, losing men? Or is this a joke? Say, listen, mister, when you've lost as many men as I have, it's no joke. (laughs) Why are you in this house anyway? Well, because it's my house. I leased it. You leased it? Why, you're crazy. I'm the lesser. I'm the lesser, and I can prove it. You don't have to prove it. Nobody could be any lesser as you. Now, see here, young woman. All right, you can't throw me out again, brother. I got a fence picket here, and I'm going to... Why, hello, Mr. Anderson. No. No, it isn't you. It can't be. You're on a plane bound for Hollywood. I saw the plane. You couldn't have gotten off. It's too big a step even for you. Yes, and I came back here to get my flannel nightgown. What? Who is this fellow? I haven't the slightest idea. Shot. You, of all people, alone with a man. It isn't possible. Of course it's possible. <laughs> How many men are there in your life? Think of a number lower than one. <laughs> Excuse me, but huh? I, I just came back to get my coat and shoes. Hold everything. Hold it. <laughs> There seems to be a kind of mix-up here. People told me this place was empty, so I moved in. But I guess they were mistaken. Well, that might explain you. But this moronic, bedraggled nitwit here... Oh, he's a very nice man. Uh, I met him on the plane, and his name is Mr. Greer. Yes, Charles Greer, president of the Cosmopolitan Insurance Company. Yeah, well, get out. There's no time to be coming around or telling shoot. Charles Greer. Charles Greer! President of Cosmopolitan Church. Yes, yes, the very same. And let me tell you something. Why, Mr. Greer, you're all wet. This is inexcusable. Charlotte, how could you let a thing like this happen to poor Mr. Greer? (laughs) Don't you, don't you go criticizing, Miss Greenwood. I'm wrong again. Yes, you are. If it hadn't been for her, I'd be sleeping in the streets tonight. The housing situation in this town is deplorable. I'll say it is. So something really ought to be done about it. Something will be done about it as soon as I get complete facts. Facts? Well, Mr. Gray, you've come to exactly the right person. I can give you the whole picture. Why, in five minutes, I can tell you everything I know. Oh, Mr. Anderson, you can tell him everything you know in less than five minutes. <laughs> uh, how many minutes? Think of a number. I got it. What is it? <laughs> right, absolutely right. <laughs> Just a moment. Meanwhile, I want to say just this. The next time you buy a card for any occasion, look for the Hallmark imprint on the back. That imprint, a Hallmark card, 
is always your assurance of finest quality. It tells your friends you cared enough to send the very best. Yes, a Hallmark card will best express your perfect taste, your thoughtfulness. And now, Charlotte Greenwood. There's nothing requires so little and returns so much as being friendly. A pleasant good morning, a word of encouragement, an occasional phone call or note. Take only a moment, but the effect may be forever. We strive a lifetime to lay up riches, yet what can these bring if we lack friendship? Without that, all other gains are meaningless, and empty. But no man is poor who has a friend. And now, until next Sunday, at the very same time, this is Charlotte Greenwood saying, So long, friends, until we meet again. So long, neighbor, till next Sunday. That was the episode Housing Shortage from the Charlotte Greenwood Show. And do me a favor. If you're enjoying the podcast, I'd sure appreciate a review or a five-star rating, or both, on Apple Podcasts. It really helps grow our listenership. Tune in next time for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fornice. And remember... Hey, your sisters, give each other a kiss and make up. You're the only sisters you got. Use your tongues.